0: Hi, guys.
1: Hey, it's Jen. Hello, everyone. Hi. It's me, Eric Bean. My
0: name is Kirsty Park.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Katie Gray. I'm Samantha.
0: No, I'm Samantha.
1: No, I'm Samantha. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and this is The Runner on Air. Let's get it. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Runner on Air. This is your host Samantha Sanchez and today's topic is going to be all about social media. We've interviewed a couple of students and even got one of our very own CSUB professors uh, for an interview on this topic. We will discuss the dangers of social media, the effects it has on teens and young adults, along with many other issues involving social media. So to start off this podcast, I interviewed one of our very own CSUB students, George Perez, on his thoughts about social media. What are some of the dangers involving social media?
0: Some of the dangers involving social media are that cyberbullying occurs, there's pedophiles, and stalking.
1: Do you think um, social media can affect self-esteem?
0: I think social media can affect self-esteem because... Images are almost imposed on, on teenagers and students on how to dress, how to look, and what's most popular and what isn't popular.
1: What is your opinion on brands making money on social media such as celebrity promoting, um, using influencers to promote their brands and making money through social media?
0: Uh, my personal take on that is I don't have a problem with it because they don't force the consumer to purchase a product. It's all left up to the consumer to decide whether he or she wants to con- uh, to consume or buy the product.
1: The next student I interviewed was Evelyn Andrade. Um, she's a communication major and a senior this year at CSUB. So, in what ways does social media affect teens and young adults?
0: Well, with me, it makes me feel really insecure about my body because I am overweight. I'm what's considered plus size. So what you see on social media are, like, very thin women, super similar to stick figures. So um, it makes me feel like I don't belong in this society.
1: Why are young adults and teens easily influenced by what they see online?
0: Because they're so young and their brains are so are still developing or they're underdeveloped so whatever they see it's what they want to be and that's not necessarily who they have to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe social media can cause anxiety or depression and if so how?
0: I think that anyone younger than like 18 should probably not be on social media and I know that that's the majority of people that are on social media but It's because you're constantly seeing these things that are attacking your subconscious mind and are making you doubt yourself and hate yourself. And in return, that just stresses your body out and suddenly you're having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And you should probably be filling your mind with something more useful, perhaps. Like it's going to sound for kids nowadays, like reading a book. Or going outside, seeing the clouds, taking a paint lesson, or you know something more interactive and something that will help you in the long run
1: mm-hmm. How big of an issue do you think cyberbullying is, and how can we prevent it?
0: Huge, but unfortunately, you can't prevent it. There's nothing that you can do that will stop people from expressing their Opinion online or in person. So if you can't control it in person much less online They can create a fake account whenever you want the only thing you could do to prevent it is not have a an account online
1: So now that we've heard the students perspective, let's hear from an expert for today's topic with us here I have one of our very own CSUB professors
2: Jamie buto communication lecturer here
1: Okay, so today um, we're going to be talking about social media, and I know that's your forte, (laughs) everything about how social media affects teens and young adults. So my first question is, in what ways does uh, social media affect teens and young adults?
2: Well, it can be beneficial, it can be harmful, it can be a mix of the two. It really depends on how teens are using social media. So for example, I you know, I lived a lifetime before Facebook even became a thing, before it was even around. So I use social media very differently than other subsequent generations do. So teenagers today, one of the issues that they're facing is they're not necessarily using it to connect with people. Um, they may be connecting with friends via social media apps, but they're, the purpose of it is a little bit differently. Whereas for example, people of my age group we're using it to keep in touch with friends that have moved across country, family members, things like that, to share photos with. Um, and we're not seeing that level of use and involvement with teenagers. It's what we're seeing is you know sharing stories, it's filters, filtered photos, selfies, um, sharing funny things, funny videos, things like that. So it's more of a casual. It's not so much to stay connected with people, but it's more of a casual use, but that can also turn around and be harmful when you're talking about self-esteem issues cyberbullying, um really a lot of the self-esteem issues it comes back to is mm-hmm. that uh i want what so-and-so has things like that why don't i have that why doesn't my skin look that clear things like that Definitely.
1: <laughs> so um so on the self-esteem uh part Do you think that social media like it's based on influences, like, for example, how brands are promoting their products using celebrities or influencers to promote certain products and they know their audience are young adults and young teens who are highly influenced by these people? What is your opinion on that?
2: So we've always had these influencers. You know, you can go back 30, 40 years. You have an actress walking down the red carpet and you're, the, you know, everyone's looking at who is she wearing? What mm-hmm. is, who's designed her gown? Who's, you know, designed her jewelry? Is she, is, whose purse is she carrying? Things like that. So we've always had that. And that's always been, a mar- that's marketing. That's just, you know, these designers, these people, they want to get their products in front of the people that are going to buy them. You know, we've seen it with Coca-Cola, with Pepsi, and movies. Um, And, you know, now you've got um, the the biggest example I use is Peyton Manning and Nationwide Insurance. So if you are a Peyton Manning fan and you've loved watching him play football all these years and now he's pitching Nationwide Insurance or Matthew McConaughey for Lincoln, we've also got that on social media. We've got the Kardashians. We've got Mm -hmm. Olivia Jade. And now she's facing pushback from the college admissions scandal. You know, she was involved in... A, a makeup product, and mm-hmm. so she became this influencer for the makeup product uh, marketer for Sephora, Sephora, excuse me, and now people wanted to idolize her, they respected her, and that goes back to so one of the things that we have to teach our kids and not just teenagers, we have to do this much younger. Is teaching them to be critical of what they see online. And so when you think about influencers, we need to ask our children and that generation, why do you respect that person? Why do you want to mm-hmm. be like them? You know, if somebody's pitching a makeup, have they done research? Is, you know, if you have sensitive skin, is it for sensitive skin? Mm-hmm. Or is it just that, wow, this person has wonderful skin? And then we have to educate our young people. Mm-hmm what you see online isn't always real. That was my next
1: question. Why do you think young people are so influenced by these things? Is it because do you feel that parents are not taking the time to speak with their children about
2: it? So this is a big deal, and this is something that I am personally involved in, and I have a 14-year-old at home, a 14-year-old son. So I see this every day. There's a huge difference between boys and girls, and there's definitely – Advantages and disadvantages to each, but it is—it's very different in the range of emotions that they feel. So, and we're going to go way back into you know caveman days. I'm not that old. I'm 43, so I'm not that old. <laughs> but when I was in junior high, I took a class called life skills, and a lot of kids went through programs like Dare, where we learned to say no to drugs. We learned mm-hmm. about peer pressure. We learned this life skills class taught us you know how to deal with bullying on campus and peer pressure and, and organizing our time and things like that. Well. Those types of classes have gone away. But what we have now is a generation that has social media. How are we teaching them to use it responsibly? So where does that fall? Does it fall to the parents? Should there be a life skills class in schools? Should we be teaching kids how to research things on the internet and look for credible sources? So that is something that I know um, at least... Uh, my son has gone through with even as far as elementary school where the teachers have spoken with them about, mm-hmm. you know, researching things on the internet. But now, as parents, we do have to be cognizant of that and teach them, you know, just because you Google search something doesn't mean it's accurate. Mm-hmm. You've really got to source what's credible and stand on social media yeah it 's not always real um it 's one thing to sit there and watch funny cat videos and laugh, but mm-hmm. if you 're really looking for a product review, you got to look at the source. you know is this person pitching this product because they 're getting paid for it or because they use it and it works mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, so along with this, what are some of the dangers involving social media like you see like stalking or people constantly? Like the fact that people can constantly post where they're at, their location. Mm-hmm. Now, on Snapchat, there's a map
2: setting, yeah. and everybody can see everybody else's location. And I'm like, that's so scary. It is, and again, it's just something we have to be aware of, everybody at every generation, and parents have to teach their, their kids about this, and teenagers, But it's, and it doesn't start with teenagers. It starts even younger. You know, I have friends that are my age who are, you know I'm not going to let my kid use an iPad or play games online, and it's like, that's the wrong attitude, in my opinion, because you've gotta teach them how to use this technology. It's not going away. They're gonna to have to live it, breathe it, and so start them young, and teach them how to use it responsibly. Don't post your location online don't post, you know, don't post pictures that you don't want out there. I could tell you now when I was hiring in a previous job that I, when I was a hiring editor at a newspaper, if I did a Google search, I always did a Google search for every applicant's name, and if your profile picture on any social media site was you doing a keg stand, you went to the bottom of the pile. I mean, it's like, this is your this is your digital footprint, Mm -hmm. you know, be very aware of it. If you're putting it out there, if it's on the internet, even if you've got your privacy settings locked down completely, assume it's on the internet for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, people ask me, I teach workshops uh, for retirees on Facebook. So these are people in their fifties and sixties, and they want to learn to use Facebook. And they're very concerned about privacy. I said, look, I'm not putting my social security number on Facebook. I'm more worried when my health insurance company gets hacked, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they've got all that information. But if you don't put it out there to begin with, nobody can get it. So it is. It, it is a very real danger, the location, the privacy, but also the, the cyberbullying. It's mm-hmm. You have to maintain that conversation with the teenagers that you're around. And for CSUB students, if you've got younger siblings, talk to them about it. And mm-hmm. it's And don't go in you know, with the intent to be checking on them. Ask them, hey, how's it going? You know, you ease into the conversation. You check their accounts. You look at their pages every once in a while, and you see if somebody's posting negative comments on their posts, mm-hmm. step in and be that, that guiding, motivating force in their life and, you know, say, hey, maybe we need to block this person, mm-hmm. things like that. So it's definitely something you have to be aware of. Even in general, I feel if I see like a mean comment, I'm like, uh,
1: there's no need for that, I feel.
2: Well, and I have a lot of folks, retirees in the workshops I teach, they're like, how do we get rid of political posts? And I said, you don't, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) They're out there, but, you know, I don't post anything political because the reality is nobody's going to change my mind. I'm still going to vote for who I'm going to vote for, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm not going to, you know, so why would I post something knowing that it's very unlikely to change somebody's mind? There's no need to get on there and call somebody names. Yeah. So,
1: okay. So, for my very
2: last question, do you believe social media can cause anxiety or depression? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's some documented cases of it. Um, It definitely causes stress. It causes that, um, why don't I have this feeling? It causes feelings of jealousy. And that's really where you have to talk to folks, kids, about. it's not all real. It's not all real. And everybody's posting the best parts of their lives online. You know, they may not post the, I've had a horrible day. Um, I try to post kind of the funny life stuff that happens just because it's life. It's real life. Oh, yeah, started the day with an emergency dog bath situation. (laughs) Gotta love pets. You know, things that we've all been through. But you've got to talk about that stuff and with your teens and even younger and be like, this isn't everything that's happening in this person's life every day. So it does cause a lot of anxiety. It does cause a lot of stress. And that's why it's always good as a parent to work in time that's offline. And I'll, you know, tell my son, I can always tell when he, especially when he's got a lot of schoolwork going, I'll be like, give me the phone. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And it stays in my office or it stays with me for three or four hours on a Saturday afternoon. And guess what, he is so much better because he doesn't feel that need to constantly communicate, constantly check things. It's a learning process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that I think, Every generation is going to go through differently as social media continues to evolve, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and even as an adult, I feel if
1: I'm having such a good time, I'll even forget about yeah. my phone. I'm like, wow, I had such a good time. Like, I didn't even remember to take pictures, and then I'm sad because oh, I can't yeah. post that's, them on social
2: media. That's my biggest problem, too, is, is because if I put my – I'm like, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be here. And then I, my phone's in the other room, and I'm like, oh, I didn't take any pictures. <laughs> and for me, it's more like – well, now I don't have any pictures, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do. I use social media. I use Instagram and its related app chat books to get physical printed books of my photos online mm-hmm. because that's how we create photo albums in 2019. Yeah. You know, so it is. It's You have to walk a fine line. And um, when I go on vacation, I remove that from my phone, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll post pictures when I come back. But I just try to be on vacation and not on my phone. Yeah
1: okay well thank you so much for your interview today we really appreciate your intake and all your expertise on all of these topic on this topic and all these subjects that come along with it so thank you so much for allowing us to interview you thanks for having me okay guys so thank you so much for tuning in to this segment of the runner on air we want to give a huge thank you to george evelyn and professor jamie Buteau for giving us their opinion and insight on today's topic. This was your host, Samantha Sanchez, and this is the Runner on Air.